Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lifelong Learning Podcast where I, your host, Joshua Gallinato, sit down with people that I admire and have an honest conversation about life, learning new skills and personal development. In today's episode, I got the chance to sit down with Thomas Larinovicius. Originally from Lithuania, Thomas is a lifestyle blogger, content marketing consultant and entrepreneur. The more we talked with each other, the more I realized how both he and I have had similar journeys and think in similar ways. In our conversation, Thomas and I talk openly about a variety of subjects around personal development, and we touch on areas with what we're struggling with, topics like impatience and knowing when to pause. I had a lot of fun talking with Thomas. What I noticed about him is that he's naturally a curious person and is always asking questions, which is probably why he's achieved so much in a short amount of time. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Thomas and if you'd like to check out any of today's show notes you can find them all over at galleyway.blog forward slash podcast that's galleyway g-a-l-i-w-a-y dot blog forward slash podcast. Thomas welcome to the show how are you doing? Thank you very much for having me I'm, I'm good thank you. So this is a, a real uh, a, a cold call right now and basically this is the first time I've met you I'm just saying hello we just hit record so it's interesting. Um, it's I've like I said uh, moments before. I created this podcast to give me an excuse to re- to talk to people who I admire, and I've been reading your work for a while. Um, after talking to um, a friend of mine, Danny Forrest, and I saw that you interviewed him. And when I started reading into your life and what you've done, I realized that you've done so much. Um, but so basically, you've been. Um, am I right in saying you've been blogging around two, since 2007? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. around that time, yeah. And in, the, in, in those years, you've, uh, so you're from Lithuania and you've, uh, you're an entrepreneur there and you've been um, creating many different businesses. Um, uh, in the, and you started off, I realized that you and I kind of have a similar um, similar interests and similar paths so you too des- um, studied design am I correct in saying yes yes that's true um, well. yeah so but you you left um, because you realized it just wasn't for you exactly yeah so um, I I too study design in um, so I'm from London myself um, and you designed in you went to a school in London am I right in saying no, I, I moved to Denmark to study multimedia design That's and right. communication. And then I did my uh, my uh, internship in London. That's right. And so I studied meet graphic and media design in London. Um, I was dumb enough to uh, finish uh, the entire, <laughs> entire university course. Um, but I'm right in saying that you left early. Yes, I, realization. I, I, I did. Uh, I did leave after like a year and a half, I think. Yeah, but, see, I, I wish I did that too. Uh, but I I'm didn't sure. have to pay. The good part for me was like, I was a Lithuanian, part of, of EU. You don't have to pay for, for uh, education in Denmark. So at least yeah, I saved some cash, you know. <laughs> Sorry I for wish you. I did that too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did the I did the full three years, which is uh, you know, a, a bit of debt, which I was talking to my to my uh, fiance about debt. Um, but yeah, so I remember reading something that you said in your articles, uh, the one about traveling, and you were saying, um, do many things, it will teach you great things in life and it will help you find your inner voice and life calling. And was that one of the reasons why you left? Because you just wanted to just go and do things. Well, uh, just just to get back uh, to the very beginning, thank you very much for doing your homework, and I, I'm 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 really humbled to hear that uh, <laughs> that, that my work uh, impacted you in a good way, and yeah, like just I don't know, like when when you don't know where where, where to go, you you kind of tend to just look at the ways that other people are doing, uh, you know, like their their way or their their path to career and try to emulate that stuff. So so that's basically why I chose to, to move to Denmark because at, at that time in Lithuania, we, we didn't really have a program for design or like digital design, uh, the thing that I wanted to do at that time. And and I decided to just move to Denmark and, you know, get a, go go to college, go get, the, uh, get a degree, get a good job. And, you know, the story goes on. But yeah, when I moved there, I, I just realized uh, they're not teaching me something that I'm interested in or something that I couldn't learn by myself. And after, yeah, like 
probably after a couple of months, I just felt like it's just not really my environment to grow. But still, not knowing anything better, I, I decided to to keep going and and you know like keep studying. And then as part of uh, of uh, finishing, so so the education uh, that I enrolled in in, in Denmark was uh, uh, it's called AP degree. So it's not really like a bachelor's degree. It's uh, it's one and a half, maybe two years program where you get uh, AP degree, and then after that you can do a top up program to get uh, to earn your your bachelor degree. So. As a part of that, like AP degree, you had to do your internship, and I decided to go to London. And when I moved to London, uh, it was really interesting to to get it, you know, like to to expose myself to a completely different uh, way of living. Uh, probably one of the biggest uh, metropolis in the world, and and you know, coming from a, from a really like rural place in Lithuania, I felt uh, my growth was just completely skyrocketing and. Just being, you know, like surrounded by these people, charging absolutely different, uh, uh, different rates for for the work that I was doing for them, uh, just opened my mind, and uh, I was interested more and more into into, you know, like I, I wanted to get into entrepreneurship, and and while doing that internship, I also felt like no, like nine nine to five is not really for me, so. So that's how, you know, like I started doing one uh, thing after another, after another, after another. Uh, also probably just, you know, trying to consciously or subconsciously trying to emulate uh, people that I was following and uh, trying to achieve, you know, what they achieved uh, by by trying to go and do the same stuff they, that they were doing. And then after some time, you just realize, okay, there's there's no one real answer. There's no one framework you can just apply to yourself. You need to actually apply something to yourself and and uh and really use you know that self-awareness to to understand what you're good at and even if you understand what you're good at it may not be the same thing that fulfills you a lot which which is uh a huge struggle for for myself because you want to do stuff that uh that fulfills you at the same time and pays the bills but sometimes you're really good at something like you know I was I was pretty good at community building and social media, but I was just doing it because I I felt like oh it's a it's a it's a uh, it's an important thing to do and and have in business, but then I just felt it's not really who I am, and you know like just creating a lot of um, fake content or or just uh, just going to places where I didn't really want to go, but I wanted to do that because you know it looks good on Instagram. So I just I decided to to quit uh, social media back in 2008 and 18 sorry not not 2008 and <laughs> and since then since then uh, I never looked back and obviously there are there are some downsides but uh, at least for me there are there are way more uh, upsides than than downsides. So. Yeah, that's uh, another thing that we have in common. So I too quit social media. I think I quit like uh, during the years of university, which is around 2000. 12 or 11 so social media wasn't as as uh, big as it was back then so i got out early but i as you as you said you never regretted the decision so to um same as with me i i just i found that um social media was just sucking my time and it was giving me that um i was comparing myself to everyone because right. everyone was showing the best side to them um and i realized that i didn't want to to be doing that all the time uh, but as you said you know sometimes there are some downsides to not being part of social media because you're not always in the know but that's not a bad thing i would say oh yeah absolutely and congrats on on getting out early what what were mm -hmm. you t telling yourself like how you, you were justifying the decision not not to use it anymore because well it, I it was oh, scary for sorry it, it was just really scary for me to delete facebook i felt like the world is gonna, you know, like collapse. Like I'm just gonna vanish <laughs> from from the globe, and no one is gonna care about me. And that's basically what happened. But at the same time, I, I just felt it's gonna be so horrible. But like, no one cared, and and nothing really changed. So, so what what were you telling uh, yourself to just like, yeah, I'm just gonna quit and focus on real life instead of this fake life or yeah, like life. I noticed that there was a lot of time that I was spending on Facebook and I was just look, you know, how curious you are when you're on Facebook, mm. just stalking people, looking at people's profile. And I, 
I think I would just be going internal and just asking myself, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I always trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to put on, um, trying to get the latest photo to show that I'm doing something interesting myself? Um, I don't know. It it was those questions that um, made me realize that it wasn't for me. Gotcha. Well, I, I, I hear from... I don't, I don't, I don't know you yet, but I hear from your words that you're really like the thinker type and like very self-aware and and just your voice is very, very perfect for podcasting. So good, good job on, <laughs> on 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 picking your on picking your medium because no, I, I I can get really like um what's the word um where where i cannot wait for for something you know to to just keep uh keep talking about things well uh, what's the word i don't have like patience impatient probably that's the word and and sometimes i i have so many ideas when when i run these podcasts and in the past i had like like three podcasts and sometimes I, something you know like brilliant comes up and i'm like i, I want to talk about that but I, <laughs> I didn't finish the previous thought and then this and that and and your voice is so calming and then you're like oh, you're just, you just keep, keep, keep keeping a very good face so uh good job on that and uh, oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, another thing uh, from the very beginning that, that that I wanted to say that I think podcasting is is really one of these like biggest time suckers, and you know, like it's it's really hard to to measure the ROI. But I feel like every podcast that I did in the past, every time I I, I was feeling as a winner, even even if one person listens to the podcast, I felt like. At least I had a good time talking to the to the person that I was interviewing or or just having a conversation with, and you know even if if one person listens to it, uh, I'm a winner already. It was a good use of time, and if if no one actually listens uh, the the podcast, I still got something from the other person, and and it's it's more immersive than you know just uh, listening or or writing a blog post where. People cannot really hear your 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 voice, your emotions, your your kind of like attitude and stuff. So, so yeah, I, I think podcasting is a, is a good thing, and um, you're a smart guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what it is, Thomas. I totally agree. Um, basically, as you said, if it touches one person's life, it's you're fulfilled. And to be honest with you, I am being selfish. I've created this podcast because I want to talk to people who I admire, like I told you before. Right, and um and it just nurtures my brain having a good conversation like what you said i remember reading your work you said something along the lines of um quality time for you is is whatever my notes quality time for you is an intellectual and emotional conversation i've always said that a podcast uh, a, the reason i wanted to make this podcast was to have good conversations with good people and um out of these conversations i will grow and i will learn stuff and through these conversations i'm forced to to learn about people I admire, learn their qualities, learn what they do. Um, and so just when I was researching your life and your work, it was just reinvigorating um, the habits that I've instilled. And it just it just wants me to do more, really. So, yeah. So I'm not being clever. It's just being me, me being selfish. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think even what, what, what you just said, you know, like just having conversations with, with uh, with people that you want to learn from and that's what i do with my my series on my blog as well the, the habits and routines i feel like you just you just said like good conversations with you know like people or whatever and it sounds so simple that everyone is just gonna ignore it and everyone is just uh looking for the next you know hack or habit or routine whatever uh to to skyrocket their their career or to to hack their lifestyle or lose weight or make a lot of money or whatever but all of this stuff you know the the noisy stuff usually is is just a noise really like what what gets into media and i had some experience with uh with pr and getting into big media outlets like it doesn't generate business it doesn't generate any connections it doesn't really give you a lot of value instead of all these you know like vanity metrics Oh, I got hundred thousand views on that, or oh, uh, this article got ten thousand shares, or whatever. But uh, what's what you're saying and what what you're trying to do with the podcast? I I feel, you know, people who are patient enough to to get into details and get deep in, into how people think, and especially after you you listen to to a lot of people, you're gonna hear 
what they're not saying. And I think that's the, the that's the most important part because what I'm saying right now is just probably, you know, just trying to to really uh, feed my ego and just uh, show how, how awesome I am or whatever. But in between the in between the lines, you're gonna get you know an insight of of the way I think, of the way other uh, other guests think, and I think you're gonna learn a lot more of from from what's not being said, uh, rather from what's being said. Uh, totally. If totally yeah, so so I I believe that 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 podcast is is really in is really a good way to to connect with people and learn, as you as you said, like for for uh, these you know like uh, personal benefit or whatever but even if you learn you know personal benefit you're still gonna benefit others we're gonna because you're gonna use all of that for for your work for your career for your lifestyle and impact at least your your friends or family and and uh consumers of of your work or whatever you're gonna do so yeah uh, it's interesting podcasting well, is amazing it really is i wanted to go back to something you said a few moments ago about you being impatient because i remember reading one of your articles of your uh your life lessons for 2019 and and the one that's oh that's the me, recent one yeah <laughs> yeah the one that you failed in your life lesson was that you were impatient um uh, to be patient sorry um can you explain can you talk more about that because i feel like i struggle with that all the time and it's something that really i just can't get out of right i think i think we're we're kind of cursed like our generation we're cursed because our our brains just cannot physically cope with all the potential opportunities that we have right now and when i started you know like design graphic design i i started with uh, i think it was photoshop cs2 maybe so it was still like the the old uh piece of software but you know there were so so limited choices that you could make like at that time i was not even aware of other software maybe uh there was Coral, Coral Draw, I think maybe, and and GIMP. Yeah. If I'm I'm not I'm not sure if it if it was around that time. That was 2006, 2007, and at that time, you know, you, you didn't have a lot to choose from. And right now, you have so many different platforms, uh, uh, different uh, different frameworks, different uh, boot camps. You know, like. If you want to learn coding, where do you even begin? There are like 15, uh, 1,500 websites uh, showing, you know, like how to start a blog, how to how to start coding, how to learn CSS, and so on. And I feel with all of these opportunities, I just I just catch myself so overwhelmed that you know it it just leads to to inaction and this analysis paralysis. And if you are the type of person who who you know, wants to do good stuff, wants to do uh, good work. You you don't want to just put out some some crap. You know, like again, just dealing with the with the imposter 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 syndrome. Uh, and I feel if you don't slow down and just let yourself to to you know like acknowledge yourself that yeah, I'm I'm enough. Even if you know like if I put out something uh, crappy out there. At least I have something uh, to measure myself the next day, or uh, I put myself out there, and you know, like maybe it's, it's gonna touch some person who thinks I'm I'm better than I am, and then they're gonna see like, oh, Thomas is actually a shitty person. He he just puts, <laughs> you know, like he he just writes shitty articles or designs shitty products, and then they're gonna be like, but he also has some good stuff. Maybe I maybe I can also do you know like something and and uh, begin somewhere because I can see that this guy is doing this and that. So. For me, like the the breakthrough was really uh, after the meditation uh, retreat that I did in in Thailand. Uh, that was five years ago, and I think it it really gave me a, a new perspective. It, it's called vipassana meditation. So, so like the the meaning of vipassana, I I think it's uh, to see clearly. So I think it really gave me uh, a short preview of what it means to see clearly and you know like our minds are are really bad at focusing at, at stuff on stuff we're just thinking in circles and and and, and really just trying to manage with uh, trying to manage all the emotions that come and go and most of the time yeah like there's nothing new there's just you know like old stuff going in circles in the background and, and you're not aware of it and if you just sit down and and, and start 
start observing, you know, like your breath, your your thoughts, and just uh, spend some time on on doing your meditation kind of practice. I feel you get a glimpse into into your thinking patterns and to your uh, emotional patterns, and from there you can draw back all of the problems or all the you know like the the root cause of the impatience and for me there are many like i'm still trying to figure out what it is but obviously um you need to to get back to childhood i think most of the problems uh in life come from from childhood and i think uh it was uh tana robbins who said that you know like you all of your life you're you're trying to to prove your your mother or father that you're worth of being their 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 you know their uh their child and i feel for me it was also all the time just trying to to prove myself that i'm good at stuff and i was competing at uh at sports i was competing at school i was competing you know even even doing my work and trying to level up all the time and trying to learn new stuff and i think for me for me that was for me, that was uh, one of the reasons why I, I chose to do so many things and why I never chose to focus on one thing because I've always felt like I'm never enough. I need to learn something new. I need to learn something new to prove myself. So, so yeah, again, uh, there's no answer, but I feel meditation for me really gave me that, uh, that opportunity to look deeper and understand where all these uh, you know, like desires to be better come from and try to understand how i can use all of this i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's dysfunction but in a way it's my weakness to be impatient uh but how can i use all of that to to my advantage and one of the ways i i use it is to to really learn stuff really quickly uh not to be really good at it but to be good enough that i could use it to to write about it or consult my clients and you know, if you're just a writer, it's really, really hard to stand out. But if you are a writer with a design background, and then you have some technical knowledge, and you build something yourself, and maybe you, 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 you know, you coach someone or you raise some funds, you're you're kind of a unicorn. So so your uh, your your chance of getting hired or or getting you know like better uh, better job or just better opportunities just skyrockets. And I feel impatience is not really that bad of a thing if if you find a way to to use it to your advantage and at the same time to manage it uh in a way that it doesn't uh take over you so you have some some downtime i'm still struggling with downtime and i'm really curious how you manage your your impatience yourself oh my gosh thomas what you said there has basically been my life and it's so interesting <laughs> it so it's so rewarding to know, gratifying for, um, sorry, to know that there's someone else um, out there who's just like me, because I too struggle with downtime as well. Um, just like you, I always want to learn something. Um, for me, time, knowing that time is finite um, is really important to me because I actually lost a friend who um, who, who passed away really early. And that was one of the, the defining moments in my life when I realized I'm not actually here forever there is actually um, a ticking clock and it's going to end soon. And when I realized that, it kind of, um, it pushed me to do more with my life. But then at the same time, it made me question every single moment that I was, um, what I was doing with my time. So as you were talking about with downtime, I struggle with it the most because I don't know when to rest i don't know when to stop and when to pause i and i totally understand the benefits of pause and breaks uh, at the same time i'm i'm still reminding myself no i need to learn i need to do something i need to i need to i need to constantly keep growing and that's why i asked you how do you deal with it with being patient and 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 um yeah, it's something I struggle with, Thomas. I really don't have the answer to that. Um, it's just uh, there was a story, uh, there was a moment with my my partner a few days ago when I was trying to, I was waiting for her. I had to to uh, talk to her, and she was like, "Oh, just give me twenty minutes." And I I sat there just thinking, "Okay, everything is done on my to do list. 
what do I do now? Do I wait for 20 minutes and do nothing? Or do I do wait for 20 minutes and try and learn something? So I went on YouTube and try and learn something. Um, and she just looked at me and just laughed because she was like, you just cannot turn off, Josh. Um, and I realized I can't and I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Well, um, <laughs> sorry for your loss first. And uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, thank you. I thought you said my loss in terms of no, um, no, for, the way I the way I think. <laughs> yeah. No, for, yeah. for for your friend, I thank you. I I'm still trying to to like daily remind myself, and when I talk to my wife, that you know, like that really inspires me, and you know, just uh, memento mori the 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 story. Uh, I don't know what was it called, Memento Mori. Uh, you're familiar with with the, yeah. I don't know. Stoic. What, yeah, what was it called? It's it, it's an expression, a statement. I don't know what what sort of a thing it is, but uh, I I find it very very inspiring. Like, just it just kind of gives you you know that uh, tunnel vision where you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not even sure if 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 I can wait for you know like tomorrow. Even if I say like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, uh, Joshua, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record this podcast next next weekend. You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you or me could be gone by that time, and there are many, many, you know, reasons why we should be dead by that time. But we're mm -hmm. lucky to to survive each and then in every single day. And for me, it's it's just fascinating how people try to avoid that thought all the time. They're just like, no, it's it's not for me. It's it's, it's not for you know, like. It's not something that I should uh, be worried about. And what you what you said about just being completely turned on all the time, I I just had this chat with with my friend last uh, yeah it was last last fall uh, maybe October or something like that, and he he's very just like very calm and and very uh, kind of self aware person by nature, and. And when we spoke with him, you know, like, so I said, like, so, so what do you do in your like free time? And he's like, I, my job is really like not to do a lot. Uh, he has a car uh, P2P rental service. And he said, you know, like there, there are like high seasons and low seasons. And usually I just work like two, three days uh, a week. And that's, that's, that's about it. And I like, so what do you do? You know, like when you're not working, you're listening to podcasts, audiobooks, uh, learning stuff and so on. And he's like, no, I'm just really enjoying myself, enjoying life, sitting in, in a coffee shop, doing nothing, thinking, you know, observing people and stuff. And I'm like, how can you even do that? Like you, you can just, you know, you can learn so much. You can use so, you know, like your, your time to, to do so many things. And and then when I was kind of like preaching, you know, my way of living to him, it just occurred to me that. I cannot even even disconnect and, and enjoy myself. Uh, at that time, we were living in, in Valencia, Spain. And I felt, even if, you know, like I'm reading for uh, for pleasure, I'm still kind of like counting pages and trying to... Uh, can you still hear me? Mike? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, just my computer screen just uh, went to sleep. Yeah, so uh, I was... I was uh, I would, I would catch myself, you know, like I'm on the beach and I'm like, yeah, like how do I make this time productive? We're just, you know, laying mm -hmm. here in the sun and like really the goal is not to do anything, not to not to think about anything. But at the same time, I catch myself like, how do I make this productive? Maybe I should go on, on a run on the beach because then I can tan at the same time. I can get exercise and then I'm like kind of just, you know, like relaxing from work. So, you know, everything would become... Uh, a competition like oh so how many you know books i can read in, in one week or how many books i can read in a month or how many uh podcasts or interviews i can i can listen to while waiting for a bus or a train for whatever and i feel you know like this this whole like self-development uh world kind of tries to sell you that you need to do so many things uh because if you're not doing them you you're not enough and you're a loser and mm. I'm, I'm just surprised by, you know, like by people and their insights, uh, like throughout my travels, I, I, I spent some time with random people and, you know, like you just speak, uh, speak to them and they have such profound insights. And, you know, these guys, they, they don't read or listen to podcasts that we do. 
but they have such a huge uh, or not huge, but kind of an advantage in life where they just enjoy it because the the actual point of life is to really be at be present and 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 get it you know like let it sink in and and get whatever it offers. So so I'm I'm quite skeptic right now with uh, you know like reading a lot or listening to a lot of podcasts because I feel it kind of distracts you from really living and again you know like i'm 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 uh, this kind of like self-development guy type where i just want to learn a lot of stuff and i'm just generally curious about everything and while it's it's being you know like my weakness it's also my my strength because i can learn new stuff and it's just enjoyable for me so at the same time i'm not trying to to really fight it back but i'm trying to also uh, monitor how much uh, time I'm just trying to look for the next, you know, like trend looks for the next uh, hot thing uh, to, to focus on and, and so on. But yeah, like there, there is no turn off button for me. And, and my wife also, she, she gets really angry where, you know, right now it's Saturday and I'm just catching up on some side projects, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah. she's like, why, why don't we just, you know, like watch Netflix all day long <laughs> or, or why we don't just, you know, like play board games or whatever. And, uh, and just a quick story. I, I had a, a chat with, uh, with a Mexican friend uh, last weekend and I told him as well, like the, the pandemic is, is really frustrating for me, even though I worked pretty much all my life from home and, you know, like coffee shops and, and whatnot. So mm. like, it doesn't really impact my routine that much, but obviously what's going on in the world, it affects me and I'm, I'm checking news way more than, than I do usually. I usually just don't care about news, but this feels, it, it just affects me and my family really directly. So, so I'm just obsessed with it and there are really good and really bad days for me. But I'm not kind of a person who can just watch YouTube random videos all day long. I just feel like, it's just such a huge waste of time, you know, like I, I can, I can do so, so many other things. And, and it's an opportunity as well to, for me to clean up, you know, like my websites, to clean up my, uh, my emails to, to make sure that after, you know, the new normal comes, I'm, I'm ready to, uh, to grow and serve and, uh, and yeah, just, just live, uh, live a better life. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I like what you were saying there that you're, you acknowledge your you can't turn off and you understand that there are disadvantages but also there are advantages to it and that's what i'm slowly realizing as well um but uh, for me as uh, so you're you newly um sorry you're newly married uh, 2019 am i correct in saying yes one year yes congratulations thank so, you very much um i moved yeah i moved the beginning of 2019 to live with my girlfriend in sweden and so we've been living for about a year now practically marriage but without lovely the paper. yes <laughs> um but she and i were, were total opposites i don't know about uh with your partner but she, i'm i can't turn off she can easily turn off and <laughs> she would love to do that all the time oh, yeah. how is it with yours same year same year like we're <laughs> we're so so different even, you know, like I, I had to learn the language because I, I, I didn't speak Spanish at all. And still I'm, I'm having some, you know, like miscommunication and, you know, being from the North and she, she, she's being from, from the South, from Colombia, we're just completely different, like culturally, culture, uh, that's a weird word. Cultures are very different culturally. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, like just, you know, the way she was raised, the way I was raised. And, and, uh, even though there are a lot of, you know, like human similarities, no matter where you're from, like your basic needs are the same, you know, you, you want, uh, safety, you want love, you want, uh, to be acknowledged, to be recognized and so on. But, but there are all these, you know, little things and she's, she's the way you're, you're uh, describing your partner. She, she can just, you know, like chill for weeks. Not, not, not really like, you know, getting, uh, getting worried about anything. And I'm like, wow, like I, I cannot, I, I just cannot do that. Uh, yeah. one, one thing, uh, that I kind of noticed, uh, I don't really like to take vacation because 
I'm not really tired from any, from anything. So why would I, you know, like rest? But I, I had uh, three times like an experience where I was not working for more than a week. So the, the first time was uh, that meditation retreat for 10 days. And I felt that the breakthrough for me came on eighth day. So I needed like eight days to kind of let go and and uh, get into, you know, that more like present state. And then uh, two other times where, where uh, when I when I was on the Nomad cruise, so they had they had uh, Wi-Fi available, but I just you know decided, okay, I'm 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 just not gonna work for two weeks and let's just see what happens. And again, I, I noticed that after, you know, like a week, I, I became more loose, I became more present and I started to worry less and think about all these, you know, like business things, self-development things. Sorry, I was just, I was just really kind of uh, acting, you know, uh, interacting with people and, and uh, sometimes reading a little bit, but not really something that competitive reading that I do, you know. So, so I felt it takes around seven days for me to disconnect. And uh, if if I'm going to do, you know, like more traveling uh, in the future, right now we're, we're kind of stuck, everyone is stuck, but I, I've been traveling for I think over five years and I just feel like it's 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 been too much and I want to be in one place, but I still want to travel, but I want to travel completely in travel mode. So no laptops, no work, no 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 calls, nothing. And I think it's going to be a completely different experience, and I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, like I think it's it's good to have you know like complete opposites in in uh, in a relationship because I'm a morning person. I have my my morning time for for myself for my work. She's a night person. She has uh, her evenings for herself, and uh, she also reminds me a lot of things about life that sometimes doesn't look that obvious to me, or sometimes I. I feel that I uh, I was denying denying yeah probably denying the importance of uh, you know she's she's from Latin America and uh, family there is is number one and the only thing in life that matters and I feel for me and and generally just uh, northern cultures uh, families are important but you kind of also put a wall uh, you know mm-hmm. to to protect yourself even from your family you know like the closest people. Uh, in your life, you kind of just trying to 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 stay uh, stay away from them, and at least at least for me, I was I was just really seeing how how much I was prioritizing, you know, like my own growth, my my personal journey over over uh, uh, was family time. Yeah, like family time, and you know, like just uh, the uh, just trying to. To really give back, especially to my parents, because I wouldn't be able to to even travel or to be where where I am right now without my parents, you know, raising me. And it's it just ge- really gives me uh, a new perspective on life because I've been surrounded by uh, by people similar to similar to me, you know, like all of these like hustlers. You you got to learn, you got to do this and that and that. Mm-hmm. And I feel you you're attracted to these people and you attract. Uh, certain certain type of uh of person to your life and my wife then she comes and you know like she's she's not into you know like likes or popularity or or getting you know huge blog following or subscribers or whatever she's just living and, and enjoying it and for, for me it just really gives a, a new perspective and uh new food for thoughts and yeah I, th- I think it's good again i might be just justifying you know like my my decision and my relationship <laughs> here but 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 they say um, it's it's better to be a optimist than a pessimist so yeah i i love that um they say opposites attract and i can yes. see with both of our lives that yeah. um that's very true but man do we have a do we have um conversations about how we should be living our lives but it's it's great i love it it's just uh um, right. i think i think both you and i needed that because she's from sweden she's swedish i thought you met her in chile did i wait sorry oh are you talking about my partner or your yes, partner yeah yeah yours, yours. <laughs> oh, sorry sorry thomas i got so confused no, no, yes no. she's swedish yes yeah, so i'm from england and she's from sweden and we well, met she, she uh, speaks really good english i i assume yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, it's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm. But do you speak Swedish? Swedish? 
Yeah, I mean, for one of one of my goals um, two years ago was to surprise her and to um, on her birthday just all of a sudden speak Swedish to her. It took right. me about a year to get to that level, and it was really bad. What? Um, Wait, so, you you didn't tell her for a year? Yeah, for a whole year. So I'd be wow. flying back and forth for six, every six weeks, and every time I would go, I would understand more. Um, so it was actually quite funny trying to hide it. Um, and then on her birthday, I surprised her. But when oh. I look back at it now, it's just funny because I recorded it, and I just think from what I was then to where I am now, I'm a lot better. Um, but it's just it, I cringe every time I, I look at that. Right. So yeah, well, my Swedish is is okay. What 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 was your process in terms of learning a, a language? Right, right. It was the I think the goal of me surprising my girlfriend was the biggest motivator, mm -hmm. and um, and once I understood what was motivating me, I implemented all the systems. So I understood that I that consistency was really important, and that I had to uh, learn new words every single day. Fortunately, I had a half I had a cousin who was half Swedish, and so she would talk to me once mm -hmm. a week, and then I would go on iTalki and and talk. Uh, but now it's since we're living together, um, talking Swedish is still a bit new to her because uh, it was all of a sudden. So we're slowly breaking it in and talking and conversing in mm -hmm. in Swedish from now on. But it's good. It's great. How are you with your Spanish? Well, it's, def it's definitely better than, than the first time. And I have, uh, I think, like, sometimes she just shows me, you know, like, these uh, in Instagram stories or videos. I don't know, uh, something that pops up in, in her feed from, like, a year ago. And then, and then I hear I hear myself talking in Spanish, and it's just horrible. It's just <laughs> it really I, is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just feel like it, how could that be me? Like I just felt like it, when you know, like when when I'm trying to recover all these memories and trying to put myself into my shoes at that time, I also felt I always felt like oh, I was speaking so well, you know. And and then you <laughs> even you know like even now, probably a week ago, if if I if I would hear myself talking in Spanish, I would probably just feel like, wow, this guy is probably just, uh, you know, learning Spanish for a week or whatever. <laughs> so, so again, there is this, uh, this, uh, self comparison mechanism in, in, in charge again, but it's incredible how fast you can learn things. And, you know, in retrospective, it just looks like, um, it was way easier than, than you, than you taught at the beginning. And I think at, at some points, once you, you expose yourself to, to, you know, like these, this new language, I think your, your brain just automatically comes into, you know, like pattern recognition and whatever, and just turns into different mode. And for me right now, uh, I'm staying with my brother here in Lithuania and we went to, to visit my, uh, my mom, uh, last weekend. And I just feel sometimes so lost because uh, my my mother she speaks in Lithuanian and with my brother I usually speak uh, Lithuanian or or English for my wife to understand but then with my wife I speak Spanish so you know like from two two sides or three sides there there are coming three languages and I'm like <laughs> and my brain you know just deals with it it just sometimes uh, confuses which which language to use to to respond uh, but it just deals with it automatically without you know like feeling like oh I'm using so much brain power or whatever. So for me, that is completely like fascinating, but at the same time, I feel I'm, I'm really horrible at three languages. So I, I don't speak any language good anymore. You know, like Lithuanian is mixed up. English is horrible. Mm -hmm. And then Spanish as well. It's just, it's just gringo Spanish. So, so for me, <laughs> at the same time, it's just fascinating that you can learn a language so quickly, but at the same time, I feel, you know, for Thomas perfectionist, everything just, is just horrible. Uh, at a horrible yeah. level so um but yeah like uh how how did you find thinking in swedish because i i feel every language has a different way of way of, of thinking yeah it's, it's very interesting i'm slowly since since moving here and um and living with her and talking and conversing with her in swedish more and more each day um i'm starting to to find that I'm using less brain power and it just rolls off the tongue. And mm -hmm. I just, so she would test me every now and then and say a word. And 
for some reason I know it and I've not even heard it or mm-hmm. and I don't even understand where that came from where my where I pulled that out and from my brain and stuff like that really fascinates me and so have I started thinking in Swedish I don't think I actively do it but maybe subconsciously especially whilst I'm talking it just happens and I find that fascinating um and it was this fascination is what is what caused me to you know to want to learn as many things like once I've done Swedish oh my gosh I can now learn all, learn Korean or I can learn coding I can learn all of this if I put my mind to it but I realized especially at the end of 2019 it was important for me to focus on one um because i realized that i was spreading myself too thin and i was trying to learn drawing i was trying to understand um many different skills and i realized it just wasn't healthy um but like you said with the whole perfectionist even to this day uh i look if i listen to myself speak swedish i too think i am <laughs> atrocious but she constantly my my partner constantly reminds me like josh your your, your swedish is is great you've been here for less than uh, right. many of the other um um sorry i'm gonna speak swedish now i don't even know the english <laughs> word uh, many other um in band it is um immigrants oh my gosh i cannot speak english now <laughs> how, how do you say it in, in uh, swedish uh in band there Oh, okay. um, I yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey thomas if you're if you're sweet if your spanish is is as good as your english then i don't know what you're you're complaining about she's she's saying it's good enough to <laughs> to record a podcast but um, I'm, not, I'm not that confident yet hey that sounds impressive and i also uh, speak uh, a lot of like bad things she teaches uh, <laughs> that's that normal yeah. <laughs> i know um i don't want to to take too much of your time because i know that uh you're a busy man and i'm taking you away from your partner and your, oh, no side, um, no your side projects but i've got a couple of questions if that's all right with you sure so sure. um you were talking about you were talking about that you found comp- you were competing against yourself and trying to compete with reading more books and trying to just uh, increase that counter um, but then you realize that you stopped yourself from doing that but I got the impression from your blog that reading was really important to you and that you you instilled that in your morning routines so do you not do that anymore yeah I, I still I still do that I just it's probably again just creating problems for myself where there there are no problems I, I still do read, but I am not that competitive anymore as I was before, where I would say, oh, I'm going to read 52 books uh, in a year, basically one a week. And I did that challenge, but the last month I was doing absolutely nothing, just reading 11 books because I was way behind. And that was December. And, you know, sometimes I wouldn't even feel like reading, but I was I was so, uh, so obsessed with... Uh, with completing that challenge and and completing these 52 books that I was just really competing uh, and and trying to, you know, like get as much as possible. And I don't think people actually need to read that many books because if you're just reading, you know, like eight days, eight hours a day, uh, what else are you going to do in in, in your daytime? So I feel reading is amazing and it's, it's, it's probably the best way to, to understand life and to have, you know, like the, the most powerful mentors in, in life, uh, they're probably dead already and, and you can just read their thoughts and you can learn stuff. But I don't, I don't think you need to go into reading as a, as a competition as I do sometimes. Uh, right now I'm, I'm abandoning a lot of books. Like I would just read like this year I started, I completed probably like three or four like full books. But then I abandoned, abandoned, how do you pronounce correctly? Just, you know. Yeah, abandoned. Right. Yeah, abandoned. Uh, uh, probably like 12 or 15 books because I would, I would read until third, fourth chapter out of 15 or 20 chapters. And I felt like it, there's no hook. There, there's nothing new for me. There's, it's just not for me, not at this time maybe. And I would just leave it out. And that would not be acceptable for me, you know, like two, three years ago where I would be like, if I started, I need to finish, you know, like uh, mm. from the very beginning to the very uh, last sentence. And that was stupid. Like uh, 
yeah, you, you can just read all, all the books and all the articles in the world and do nothing about it. Or you can just focus on some foundational, profound books that really challenge the way you think, that really show you that there, there are other options that really kind of make you uh, reconsider your, your options, your decision-making, your uh, just the whole belief system. And I don't feel that there are that many good books uh, in in the world. And it's really, again, like no one is going to do that for you. So I didn't find a better way to find good books than trial and error. So, so right now I, mean, I feel like uh, listening to podcasts uh, by, by these authors, you know, like if they release a new book, uh, they usually go on a podcast tour or interview tour or whatever. And you can just listen to their, their podcast for an hour or two and yeah. get a, get a sense of what the book is about. And sometimes that is enough. Like, uh, my brother right now is reading uh, zero to one and he read uh, up until fourth chapter, I think. And I said, well, you're pretty much done with the book. Like, uh, he explained everything in the beginning. You're like, you don't need to read more. So, so I feel reading is exceptionally important, and probably for me, it's it's one of the biggest uh, biggest investment in my life that's had really huge return on invest uh, return investment investment that had return investment. Interesting return anyway, on investment. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think I'm just uh, using too many fancy words that I, I don't fully <laughs> understand. Anyway. Uh, I think reading is important and I still do read, but I, I hope that I explained uh, how things changed for me and how many more books right now I read, but at the same time, I never finish. So, so yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah. It's so interesting. The more I talk to you, Thomas, the more I realize that I'm looking into a mirror because I too, <laughs> two years ago, um, like gave myself a goal to read like a book a week and I tried to right. stick to it so hard. And by the end of the year I would fail and I would just feel miserable and I hated myself. And oh, yeah. it was at the, at the beginning of this year. Um, I, I think I've only read, yeah, I think I've only read about three books. I just, I really cut down and I really told myself it's okay to quit. It's okay to get, you know, get in one or two chapters, understand the gist of it, and just leave for a long time. It took me, a long time to accept that because I needed to finish it. I needed to, once I've started it, I complete it. Um, but I realized there's so many books in the world. If I were to do that, I wouldn't be able to read um, and get all the best information if I committed to every single book that I picked up. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm still having that battle because I don't know when do I yeah it just it just feels yeah. horrible like not to finish something yeah. you just feel like a loser and yeah I really do you know like for for myself like being in in this world of of online marketing I know how these things work like you just need to put a lot of fluff because otherwise it's not going to rank on Google you know if mm. you're writing an article uh you just you need you need to stuff it with uh, with keywords and you know the longest piece doesn't mean that it's the best piece and uh there are just so many, you know, like charlatans and gurus. Uh, I'm one of them at, at one or the other thing, <laughs> trying to, to preach, you know, like a thing that I don't fully understand. And and books, yeah, again, like I feel if if you get one book that aligns with your current emotional state and your current, you know, like desires and and uh, stage in, in your life, uh, it can be way more... Uh, impactful than you know like 100 books that you can read at that time so so i also feel that some of the books that i read they're just not for me right now maybe they would be a good fit five years ago or maybe they they, they will be a good fit uh five years from now but uh, sometimes i feel they're just not good for me right now and uh what's what worked for other people you know it doesn't work for me because i'm probably not at that stage yet and you mentioned, you know, like just just going through through a similar journey where you just wanted to to challenge yourself to fifty two books, and I feel there there are like these, you know, like similar paths that all these self development addict guys are 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 on, and you know, I'm just wondering what's next and how do I avoid it or how do I uh, choose to 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 do it better or yeah. The great thing is that you, you're very self-reflective. And I remember in one of your other articles, you ask yourself some really critical questions. 
and that allows you to understand what's important in your life and that's that's great that you do that and um that's what i'm starting to do more of um but yeah so um thomas there's this last one more question i wanted to ask um since i realized that we are, we are so alike i'm very curious to the way you handle your time because I know that you wake up at five or six and you have your, your, your time and that you do yeah. your, your stretching, your working, your reading and everything. I'm always curious when people say they wake up at five o'clock, what time, what time do they fall asleep? Oh, that, that's, that's an easy one. Your, your body is just, is just not able to stay past nine, 10 PM because if you, if you did your, your part, uh, you know, engaged physically and, and emotionally, intellectually, uh, through your day, you're just drained. So obviously, it's not going to happen in uh, on day one or uh, week one if if you're really a night owl. But I feel, uh, especially after you know, like traveling 12, uh, 12 uh, hour zones and and going back. So this time we got back from Mexico, and that was probably not that many, probably five hours seven maybe five hours so so not that many but again it, it really impacts you know like the internal body clock and, and stuff but i feel if you just force yourself to wake up again you know like five six uh in the morning uh you're tired uh by the end of the day very early because you woke up really early and if you just mm. keep doing and and keep going through through like the first first days are really horrible like you wake up with uh sometimes even a headache and really groggy really slow uh, bad mood but i feel for me it takes less than a week to to get back into the routine and again like i'm I'm trying to challenge myself and i think it was in peru or mexico so two two months ago or something or even three months ago and i was just trying okay what if i just you know like gave up alarm clock and just woke up when and whenever i wanted when whenever i, I mm -hmm. felt rested uh, because again, like I, I design my own day and I don't need to be early, early bird if I don't want to, because just because, you know, uh, all these, uh, high performing CEOs and athletes do that, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. So, so I did a test and I, I, I didn't use alarm clock for like a month, but I just, I just naturally felt that my body, uh, would wake up around, uh, around six thirty, seven, seven o'clock. Sometimes if I if I had a really intense workout session or I was in the sun uh, for 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 a long time, I would I would sleep until eight or nine. But again, like two three days later, I would just naturally uh, be awake, you know, at 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 six thirty six o'clock. So so right now I'm still with uh, with an alarm clock because I just feel sometimes even if I'm awake, I'm just being lazy and laying in bed with, uh, you know, like fully aware and just going from side to side, just trying to stretch, <laughs> stretch the bedtime, even though I don't need it. So, so right now I just use it, uh, alarm clock again. I don't wake up, uh, at five anymore. I wake up at six, which is pretty much the same, but, but yeah, I, I don't really stay, uh, stay late that much. Uh, I just don't feel that I'm, I'm doing anything productive, productive in a way, not really just getting work done or reading, but I'm, I'm not really that social with people. So why would I be, you know, like, uh, not enjoying myself first. And then second, why would I be, uh, my shittest version to other people where they cannot fully enjoy me, my, you know, me as, as well in, in their presence. So, so yeah, again, uh, questioning myself and, you know, like maybe in, in a month or two months, I'm going to say like, Oh, I just completely changed my routine. I'm gonna be waking up at at noon or whatever. But uh, but yeah, that's 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 uh, interesting how people think they are early early birds or or night owls. Because uh, before moving to Denmark, I was completely a night owl, and my my peak hours would be at two three a.m. You know, sometimes I would just go to bed at at uh, five or six a.m. and then sleep uh, sleep until until noon. But then. I started to listen more to my to my uh, internal uh, body clock, and then also influenced highly, highly by books and all of these uh, early risers. I identified myself with with them, and uh, probably I'm I'm in I'm in the early birds uh, camp, naturally. 
Yeah, so I'm I too am an an early bird, and the reason why I asked you specifically is because I know that your wife isn't, and so for me, I um I struggle with waking up early because I like to hang out with my partner in the evenings because that's when she's most active, and so my sleep gets mismanaged as well. So it's very interesting. If I if I had it my way, I would be asleep at nine and wake up at five because I love (laughs) that stuff. I love waking up early, but you know, like we said, talk about balance and relationships. I too want to spend time, quality time with my partner. So I understand that there's a, a sacrifice that needs to be made, but I'm just always interested with people who, who wake up early and have, um, have uh, a partner who's the opposite. I think it's, it's also an advantage because I, I'm not sure I would enjoy myself that much in the morning if, if she was around, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> like true. it's yeah, kind of really like my, my, my me time. And for me there there's this you know like a huge trade-off where like most of the social kind of events or whatever social interactions uh, happen on on weekends or late at night and at that time like just my 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 energy natural energy is really down and i become kind of like pessimistic person i really like that talkative and I just, you know, like, I just don't like myself in the evening. So why would anyone else would, would like to, to, to spend time with me? And I feel sometimes that it's really annoying because, you know, you want to go to a concert, you want to go to a late dinner, you want to get drinks with friends and, and so on. But you're just this, you know, like this tired, sleepy guy who just wants to go home by 10 p.m. <laughs> and, and it's no fun. And, and uh, it's... You know, sometimes I, I I question myself on on these things, but uh, at this at the same time, it's it's something that's enjoyable. Like my my lifestyle, the way the way I have it, it's it's really enjoyable, and I I try not to overthink stuff because uh, that that other guy who who I told you told you uh, that very naturally self aware guy would just say like you're just overthinking stuff. Just just <laughs> let it be. <laughs> yeah, just let it be. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thomas, I. I think I could talk for you with that for hours. I, I, I have a question for you as well. If, oh yeah, if, sure. If you don't yeah, mind tell me. No, that's so, fine. Yeah, I I appreciate you you inviting me here, and uh, it's it's been you know uh, I think over a month that we're isolating here uh, in Lithuania, and it's good to to chat with people, just other people than my wife and my brother, but also also it's it's good to chat with uh, like minded people and uh, and. I wish you best of luck with, with your project and your learning journey and your Swedish and your uh, partner. And yeah, like my, my one question would be what one or, or many or how many profound things did you, did you learn from, from your guests so far? Like what was surprising or, or thought provoking or what, what you took and applied or what was the, you know, like the, the most profound thing? Simplifying it. Oh man, what a great question, Thomas. I think the most profound would be our conversation. I'm not just saying that because we're talking, because we've gone quite deep into. I would say that if, if, if I was if I was interviewing you, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. In terms of everyone else, I've I've respected and admired every every, every other person, and and just talking to them has been profound just to see the way they think and the way they manage um, their time. I think, yeah, I think it would be that. Um, I think the way they manage their time is very interesting. Um, and it's something that that always interests me as well. Cause like I told you how time is finite and right. seeing how other people also think like that and that, and how they manage it so that they're, productive with their time it's it's great to see but i'm always interested in the the emotional side of things as well because you know like you were talking about with all these gurus they can tell you 101 things to do but they don't talk about the uh, yeah they don't talk about the emotional side of what's going in your brain you know sometimes the body doesn't want to do it and maybe like your friend said that we're overthinking things and that we should just relax and just let it be um so yeah i don't know it's a really hard question thomas i i have no idea i don't even know if that answered the question i hope but, your brain um, is sweating right now 
No, it's not. I'm trying to think now. I'm just. It's no, a really but great question. you know, it's it's really hard to actually speak and think at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's give you ten seconds of silence so so you can uh, clarify, compute. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm going to stick with time. I'm going to stick with the way people manage their time. Right. I think that was very profound. Yeah, I'm happy with that answer. Did, did that did that get a prize? <laughs> yeah, that that has my exam. You're you're enrolled into a time manager's time. What's the word? Uh, shit, my English is really getting bad. And it's not because I'm you know like I I, I can speak Spanish or 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 Lithuania. I'm just an idiot. Like. Wow. No, my sweet, my my English is getting is getting worse by the second as well. So you're not in you're not in the I'm in it, the same it, boat as it, you. It really feels like it's it's like a muscle, you know, where where you don't train it, it uh it just what's where at atrophies atrophies yeah atrophies atrophy yeah atrophy atrophy yeah yeah. So so yeah, it it feels like you know like when you're not using it, it just it just disappears and uh, yeah, the the same with time. If you're using it or not using it, it's just gonna disappear. Definitely, definitely. Like yeah. I said, Thomas, I think I can talk with you for hours, and I've not even talked about the love of basketball to you, and I know that you love oh, basketball as well. Interesting. Um, <laughs> well, you should you should but, come uh, here and, and maybe can, one uh, hit the court. I was going to say, yeah, maybe one day yeah. you can I can go to Lithuania, or you can come you can come here to Sweden, and I would yeah. love to hit the court with you and, and play yeah. some basketball. Let's do um, it. But. Well, when when but Thomas, this is all will, um, over, when this whole yeah, thing. definitely, when right. <laughs> definitely. Um, if you're ever in Europe again, uh, sorry, if you're ever in uh, around the Scandinavia area, or if you're going to London or something, um, hit me up and we can yeah, uh, see let's do it. if we can uh, catch up and and see each other face to face. I've really really appreciated your time and just uh, enjoyed talking to you. Like I said, um, this is just good conversations with good people and i believe i've just done that absolutely i i appreciate your your invitation and uh that was a really interesting conversation and i hope i didn't speak too much uh bullshit and and uh charlatan ish stuff <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm trying to to get better day by day and uh hopefully i can i can look back at this conversation a year year later and see how i improved or at least learn something. But yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Don't forget, if you want to find all the relevant links and show notes, you can find them over at galleyway.blog forward slash podcast. That's galleyway, G-A-L-I-W-A-Y dot blog forward slash podcast. Thanks again, and I will see you on the next one.